0: Welcome to the Ghosties Podcast. I'm Christina, a psychic
1: medium. And I'm Missy, a medium-ish. We, we are besties who look, who look for ghosties. ghosties. Join us as we talk all things paranormal, go on the occasional investigation, and receive messages from spirit and our spirit guides along the way. This is Ghosties. Ghosties. <laughs>
0: Sure. Hola, hola! Welcome to the Ghost Podcast. <laughs>
1: How we What's, doing? You know, just we're doing living the dream. That full moon's coming up, isn't it? It is. Is it this weekend? Uh it's the the eclipse is the 18th through the 19th, so it's the
0: longest. So that's tomorrow to Friday. Yeah, the longest eclipse until like the year. 2600 or something what
1: yeah i think that's what i heard is it something we can watch or will it burn our eyes i'm uncertain <laughs> i think it's a lunar eclipse so, so i don't know that we're gonna s- see it oh are we i don't know maybe if you don't have 85 pine trees around your house like i do <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i'm
0: not sure i'm I not sure but that. they i definitely did see that this is the longest one that we
1: we're ever gonna have until the year twenty six hundred.
0: If the Earth is
1: still here in twenty six hundred, we're not gonna go to that side of TikTok today. <laughs> no. Yeah. So then the eclipse, and then the full moon, and the full moon, full
0: moon. I, I think to... it's the
1: nineteenth. Okay, so that's Friday. Mm-hmm. That's why things are weird today? Yes. Those weird, weird, weird stuff. Yeah. I feel weird. Um. When do I not feel weird?
0: The energy is just odd.
1: Yep. I need to make some more moon water. Me too.
0: I was thinking about that earlier yeah. today need all the things to bring my manifestations Mm
1: -hmm. to life i need to start manifesting again i haven't been i've been in survival mode i know In your heart straight survival mode between (laughs) working (laughs) school the boys not sleeping goodness i'm hoping that after we get behind this eclipse and full moon that we'll start sleeping better for you too this has been nine months almost. almost lord yeah 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 I took my youngest to the doctor yesterday because I was like, okay, surely he has an ear infection or something. Because you can't always tell unless there's a fever or, you know, stuff. You don't always know when they have an ear infection except that they're bad sleepers. They don't want to lay down. Mm-hmm. They scream. They cry. Mm-hmm. My mom said that my brother, he would wake up in the middle of the night and like yell out, you know, once and she would know. That's how she started figuring it out. Oh. So being that Logan wakes up every hour, hour and a half, two hours at the most, screaming every night. I mean, he's mad. Yeah. It's not just like sobbing sad or whatever. He is like angry in there. Yeah. Yeah. He's noises. got a little growl to him Oh sometimes. my gosh. <laughs> and it's, it just gets progressively louder. You know, they're like, oh, you know, just let him cry for a little bit. It'll go away. It doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. The doctor yesterday told me she had to make her daughter, she had to let her cry out for two hours. Oh my I can't imagine. Listen. That's a lot of crying to listen to for two hours. My have to leave the house and go sleep somewhere else because, like, I can, you know, deal with it. Jackson apparently can't hear it in his room, which is good, but who knows. Anyways, um, they were like, no, I wish we could tell you something's wrong with him, but he's perfectly fine. Nothing is wrong. They checked everything. For the love of God. They checked his ears, nose, his throat, you know, everything. No, he's fine. Goodness. (sighs) I finally pulled him in the bed with me last night At the last time he woke up And he'll sleep better that way But I cannot let him get in the habit Because then he'll want it all the time Mm -hmm. But I did it the night before for a little bit And he reached his hand out And just had it rested on my cheek We were both on our (laughs) side And he slept like that And I'm like, whatever You have to be touching (laughs) Yeah So he, you know He slept And when I did it last night He slept really good Several hours And I'm like it's a double edged sword. Do yeah. Because then you'll never get out of my bed. Yeah. That stinks. I'll be getting How'd it go with Jackson when Jackson was little? He didn't sleep great, but he was definitely sleeping more. Oh, I gotcha. Because I was able to stop breastfeeding him, and I remember it was about between seven and eight months. We went to the Outer Banks. When I was trying to wean him off his nighttime, because uh-huh. the one time he was breastfeeding. Yeah. He slept through the night every night but one, so I didn't even have to worry about it. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that was between seven and eight months. Dang. Mm-hmm. Now, it didn't always happen like that, but um, if he was teething or something was going on. But Logan, every night, and then he's wide awake at 3 a.m., ready to party. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you don't even sleep enough during the day to constitute being that awake right now. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where we are exhausted guy. Poor mama.
0: Yeah. That's no fun.
1: Hope it starts getting better soon. Yeah, I feel like you've been saying that for nine months. (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) know. I know. You have the best intentions for us, but it's just, the jig is up. The jig is up. (laughs) Here we are. Here we are. And we're back. Here we go. <laughs> what are we talking about today? We're talking about something that we have mentioned before, but not in full detail. We're talking about Hellier. Yeah. Hellier, Kentucky, y'all. Yes. If you guys have not watched this, it is currently on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Is it anywhere else? Uh, it's just it's on, on YouTube, too. YouTube? Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I yeah. have Amazon Prime and most everybody does. So you can watch it on there. Mm-hmm. There's two seasons. Yes. Are they doing a third or did I make that up in my they're, head? They're teasing a third. Oh, But honey. I think that they based
0: a lot of these seasons on whether or not either the emails start back up again. Oh, right. Or some sort of phenomena starts <gasps> back up again. Can
1: you... Listen, I just got goosebumps. Can you imagine the trailer? Like, all of a sudden you hear an email <gasps> sound and it pops through and it's David Christie. I, I would know. pee myself. I know. I know. So, guys, this... Mystery, I think, is probably one of my most favorite uh, paranormal mysteries. You told me about this like a year ago. Yeah, I tried to get Mike to watch it. It was so slow; he was like, "I watched (laughs) it on my own." Yeah, binged it. Yeah, it's so good.
0: My cousin even watched this. Yeah,
1: Um, and
0: like I know the paranormal is not my family's bag um, for the most part, but even my cousin said she really appreciated the work in terms of like the research that they put into Hellier. How respectful they were of everyone yeah. that they came yeah. in contact
1: with. They were so respectful, very knowledgeable about how to yeah. like interact with people. To you know, especially yes. when you're an outsider coming to small towns and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I hearing the it's kings? the it's the um, electricians in the garage? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, gotcha, y'all. Gotcha. We have some last minute work going on here today that I didn't know it was going to happen until ten minutes before Christine showed up to record. So <laughs> here we are. Yeah. Um. Excuse me. But yeah, um, you know what would be awesome? Like, what happens if one of like them listens to this? <gasps> I would be so starstruck. Oh my god! If you, if any of you that were involved in the production of Hellier hear this, we would love to interview you. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that was yes. me really excited. Oh my gosh, it makes me nervous Ugh. just thinking about it. Oh, oh, they're banging around outside. I hope they can't hear this on the recording. That's all right sorry like they had this long lull of not doing they're drilling yeah i'm not doing anything and now they're doing things again
0: fun
1: all right we're gonna try to to just power oh i'm gonna close the laundry door. you start oh okay so anyway guys
0: so hellyer is probably one of my most favorite mysteries um because of many different reasons um but one of the biggest reasons i think Mm -hmm. is that Greg and Dana Newkirk, who this mystery centers around, um, just seem to be two very knowledgeable, very respectful people. Um, they remind me a lot of like the present-day uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah. Um, like, they both have dedicated their lives, basically, to paranormal research and investigation.
1: I didn't realize until I went back and watched um, again this morning that they had, like, rival paranormal groups when yeah. they were younger. Mm-hmm. What, now, what age was that, do you think? Did they say? Because uh, I'm like, when you were young? When you were kids? What do you mean kids? Mm-hmm. I think they were in, like, their late teens. Okay. Probably their late teens. But are that's, younger yeah. than us or are they older than us? I think Dana is a little bit older than us. Because. But Greg is our age. Okay. I was gonna say because they had like websites and things when I would not have known how to do any of that. I know on the World Wide Web. That's true on the WWW. <laughs> so
0: again, Greg, Greg, and Dana Newkirk are a married couple that live here in the United States. But at the She's time, from Canada. yeah, but at the time that this was happening, that the Hell Your Mystery began in 2012, they were actually living in Canada, both mm-hmm. of them, and they were going through immigration um, to be able to come here to the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have been paranormal investigators for twenty plus years, um, who run one of the only traveling museums of haunted objects in the United States. So Greg and Dana will literally, if you have an on a haunted object that you want to get rid of, if you contact them, they will drive to wherever you are, pick that object up, and add it to their museum. You should have given them uh, Nona's hair. Oh, <laughs> Nona's hair, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, So, Greg and Dana grew up together, and like Missy said, they had rivaling paranormal investigation groups growing up, and this is how they met. Um, So, Greg had a very well-established, but very childlike ghost investigation group or paranormal investigation group at this particular time in his
1: late teens. And you guys have to watch um, Hellier so that you can see, like, the picture that was on their website. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, we are not the the picture of professionalism. It was
0: like a whole bunch of kids... With, like, medieval weapons, yeah. you know, going to look after ghosts yeah. and go I search after ghosts. I love it. So he was like, my this website in particular was not the picture of professionalism.
1: No.
0: Um, they said it, did, it definitely looked very naive, very childlike. Um, but this particular website that he had had an attached email address. Mm-hmm. Um, And he said they'd never wanted to deactivate this website because it had all of their adventures that they went on. So they kept it kind of like as a time capsule.
1: And he would like check the email from time to time. Yes. Very rarely. Yes.
0: So one of these rare occasions that, you know, Greg decided to check this old email address came along. And he sees that there's an email. Now this is in 2012. Yeah. Okay. So, and around this time also it should be said that They had branched out from not just investigating, uh, like, ghosts and hauntings, but they were investigating things more so like UFO phenomena, high strangeness, um, and cryptids. So they had branched out um, in their fields of research. Yeah. So it's 2012, and Greg checks this old email account, and he has an email from someone named David Christie. The title of the email was Urgent Matter of Life and Death. So Greg immediately assumes that this is something related to the traveling museum that they have. Right. Because he said, you know, we usually got emails like this with the same kind of tone, you know, like, hurry, you've got to get this object out of my house, basically. So that's what they figured. Um, The email was dated from months prior, um, but it detailed basically how this man who resided in Heldier, Kentucky up in the kentucky hills and hollers was having an issue with what he perceived as goblins coming from an abandoned mine shaft from the back end of his lot yeah and this is how that email read it says for the past six months i have been living in a rural home located on the border of west virginia and kentucky in hellier where my family is nightly assaulted by creatures i have come to believe are are of an extraterrestrial origin These beings seem to be of a size and stature of a small child, devoid of any facial features besides beady black, empty eyes, and a slit for a mouth. They frighten my children by peering through their windows and tapping on the glass, chirping at one another. They actively attempt to enter my home in the middle of the night. Last night they took my dog. I believe that they are coming from an abandoned mine at the edge of my property. Though I am armed, I am afraid I am far too frightened to enter the mine by my lonesome and I cannot convince any sympathetic friends to accompany me, though I cannot blame them. I was given your contact information from a mutual friend by the name of Terry R. Wrist. When these disturbances began to uh, occur, I only felt comfortable confiding in a friend that I knew also shared fringe, in, fringe interests, as I do not want to be labeled as crazy. He offered to share my concerns and experiences with a mutual friend of his who he claimed investigated things of this nature. I accepted my friend's invitation, but after some time, I was informed that my friend's paranormal investigator friend had long since retired from these sorts of pursuits. He was willing, though, to provide me with some contacts. And this is what led me to Terry Rist, who ultimately advised me to contact you. I do not know Terry personally, but I did take him up on his recommendation contacting you. Most of Pike County is made up of small houses and towns and rural communities. It isn't uncommon to go days without seeing my closest neighbor. I moved here for the peace and quiet, but to date, I have received none. I have lived in this area just under seven months, and in that time, the majority of this harassment from these creatures has occurred within the last three months. I didn't become aware of any strangest until early December, although this is just when I began to keep a written record of our encounters." At first, I was only noticing strange tracks in the snow around my property. They were three-toed, round, and nothing like I'd ever seen before. I had initially assumed that they were some kind of animal. It resembled a human footprint, minus the heel and saw on several toes. At the time, I was under the assumption that it was just a single creature. It wasn't until weeks later that I began to suspect that I was dealing with a number of individuals hazing me upon my arrival to this area. In the weeks leading up to this particular event, I was awoken uh, to find my my backyard shed doors opened, wide open. Mm. This happened on several occasions. The yard would be straight when we went to bed and a wreck by morning. My children's toys in disarray around the yard. In the second week of January, I was having breakfast with my family when my five-year-old daughter starts talking about the kids with no hair. Ugh. When my wife inquired about these kids, she informed us that she had spent the previous night awake watching these kids play in our yard. As you can imagine, this was some of, this was of some concern to both of us. I asked my daughter what these kids looked like. She said they were bald like grandpa. They weren't wearing any clothes. Recently, I found our wreath that hangs on our porch stuffed in our mailbox. I purchased and installed motion-activated lights the following day. For a time, the problem seemed to stop. It wasn't until February rolled around that our daughter again informed us that the bald kids had returned. I was awoken to the sound of my daughter screaming, and as I rushed to her room, my wife and I found her screaming at the top of her lungs. She said that the kids had began tapping on her bedroom window glass, trying to get her to open her window and let them in. But they could barely reach the window, so they had just persisted on tapping on the window glass. Over the coming months, I had found evidence each day that something or someone had been on our property. On Wednesday, March 7th, I finally witnessed the kids without hair for myself. The dog awoke me at 1.30 a.m. whimpering to be let out. I noticed that the motion light was on and looked out my kitchen window just to double check that the back shed doors were closed. That was when suddenly I noticed that I could see the shadow of someone cast onto my yard. Nope. From the angle I was positioned at the window... I could not actually see the source of the shadow from the angle. I was positioned. uh, Oops, sorry. Um, I could not see the source of the shadow. Our dog was pacing nervously by the back door. And suddenly I began hearing someone rifling through a box on our back porch. Filled with a little more anger than common sense. The only reaction I could muster was to bang loudly on the window and yell. It was then that I heard our back porch screen door swing open and slam against the door. I heard then what I can only describe as chirping. It sounded like a skunk, but more guttural. Ugh. I then, I now I then realized that there were more than two people on my property. The shadow cast on my yard was quickly joined by another shadow. I watched these shadows chirping amongst each other. I also noticed another figure standing out of the corner of my eye next to me in our flower bed. No. What began to take shape was a small humanoid figure with silky pale skin completely hairless, standing in the shadows, chirping. Its face was devoid of features. Its eyes were blank, devoid of features as well, similar to that of a bird's eye. It had no nose to speak of and only a slit for a mouth. It didn't appear to move its mouth as it chirped. It most certainly was not a wild animal. I watched as these three uh, scampered together and went back into the woods. Total, I counted five beings that scattered back into the woodland. Ugh. I haven't told my wife about this particular encounter. <laughs> Shocking. The only person I've told is you and my friend who ultimately introduced us to our mutual friend, Terry Wrist. And that's where the email ends. So at this point, Greg emails this guy back and says, You know, we need proof basically of your claims um, before we come all the way out there. Right. So this David Christie emails him back pictures of the three toed footprints that he has in his yard basically the picture looked like these footprints were made in like these black mud almost um and so greg starts passing these pictures around to people in the paranormal community asking them if they're valid um or if there's any sort of validity to them mm -hmm. and what he finds out from them is basically the the footprints had dermal ridges within the footprints for those of you who don't know what a dermal ridge is these are basically like fingerprints for your foot Mm -hmm. and they're super hard to fake um so, like, the Bigfoot experts basically came out and said, you know, hey, these have dermal ridges. It's super hard to replicate and fake and create a hoax of. So
1: right.
0: it added validity to their story. But his wife Dana was super suspicious. Um, and I have to say that I agree with her um, in terms of the vibe that the email gave. Um, she felt like someone was trying to get them out and
1: lure them out into a remote area. Well, the name Terry Wrist still yes. is, like, I still am, like, Yes, suspect about it.
0: Well, that's the other thing that they said. um, You know, Greg and Dana mutually got together and were like, we don't know a terrorist. Exactly, yeah. So so some mutual friend. Right. So they started talking like, what does this this sound like? And he said it quite literally sounded like a pseudonym or like a name that sounded like terrorist.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, you
0: know, in this day and age you wouldn't think that someone would create a pseudonym that sounded like that because of the issues that we have in the world today. Right. So anyway, so they keep emailing back and forth, and Greg emails David again, um, saying that they're definitely interested, basically, in coming down to investigate. But he asked David for some scaled photos of the footprints, um, which they wanted him to basically, like, hold a ruler next to the footprint so they could gauge how big they were. Yeah. Um, so it takes several months, um, but several months later, David emails back um, and reports that he had to flee the house with his family, um, that they were no longer on the property. But that he had to go back for some of their possessions and that he was going to take some pictures when he did so. And he ended up sending back pictures of scale. Um, So it showed the same three-toed footprints. um, But they had held a ruler next to it and it showed that it was half the size of a human foot. No heel on the foot, three toes, right? So Greg sees this and he's like, cool, I'm down, let's go. He emails David and he's like, I'm totally down to come down there. And David says, look, y'all can come down. You can film if you want to while you're down here. Just keep me anonymous because I'm a doctor in the area. So he was like, cool, we're going to come down there. They never hear from David Christie ever again.
1: Yeah.
0: Ever. Okay. Um, So again, uh, I think that that's super creepy that they didn't hear from him again. Mm -hmm. So Greg ends up writing an article about what happened on their website for Planet Weird. Um, and the only similar occurrence and encounter that they could find to what David was alleging was, uh, the Hopkinsville Goblin, uh, story from 1955. Right. And we talked about that. Yes. Yeah. For those of you who have never heard about that story, go back to our cryptid, uh, Kentucky Goblins episode. Like last December or something, right? Yeah. A long time ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so again, so... You know, there has been a similar instance, but all the way across at the other end of the state and Mm -hmm. in the fifties did this happen, right? I should also pause at this point and say, I have a lot of family from Kentucky, um, on my dad's side. Um, and like my great grandmother lived up in the hills of Kentucky. Um, and one of the things I learned way back then was you just don't go driving up into the hills and hollers of Kentucky, um, the hill people up in those hollers are super private. They don't want strangers, yep. you know, going around their property. Yep. Um, so it was something that I learned pretty early on. You have to be super respectful of their land and their space. Right. Um, you can't just go barging in there.
1: Is that the Appalachian Mountains there or no? It's part of you that, yeah. You know a geography. <laughs> it's part of that. And that's a whole thing. Like they tell you don't even go out there at night or anything. Like, yeah. You don't go. Yeah. Mind your... I can
0: remember my granny telling me when I was a teenager, you don't go to the woods without a man. You don't go after dark because there's spiders in the woods. Yeah, But she, you know, I didn't know enough to ask her, you know, to elaborate. And another thing that I find interesting, when I was in the early 2000s, when I was still involved with um, the Baptist church, um, (laughs) when I was in college, I was a part of the Baptist Student Union, and we would do missions trips to go help people in need and my last year there uh, we went to redbird kentucky which is about three hours from hellier and that is one of the poorest places in the united states um there is no running water in redbird kentucky Mm. there's no electricity um and we were up in the hollers like building tin roofs um and one of the things that i learned while i was up there from the people was that there is no local law enforcement Law enforcement won't even go up there. They handle all their own business. That's like own little jurisdiction out there. Seriously, (laughs) they flat out said like there is no law that will come out here. They're too scared of us. So we handle everything ourselves. Like while we were there, somebody broke into one of the cars that was on a neighboring property. And all of the neighbors collectively went and got guns and went to find the person that had broken into the car. And hours later, we heard shot gun blast. So I don't know if it was somebody hunting or if they found who broke into the car. But they very clearly told us, don't get involved with this, and there is no law up here. Mind your business.
1: Oh, God.
0: Okay. So one of the things that got me about the Hopkinsville story is that those hill people called the police. They had to have been that scared to call the police. So for a place that's supremely poverty-stricken and does not involve the law and anything for them to be scared enough to they call They needed them. an adult. Yes. They, they, needed, an they adult. needed an adult. They needed an adult. Yeah. So right. that's one thing that got me about that. So, um, again, so Greg then started looking into who this Terry, R. wrist person was. And again, um, you know, they thought that it was some sort of pseudonym for terrorist. Um, but Greg Googles this guy's name and finds one obscure reference to Terry Wrist, and it was in the appendix of the book, The Secret Cipher of the Uphonauts <laughs> by right. Alan Greenfield. <clears throat> and basically, in this appendix, Terry Wrist claimed that he and a bunch of other Vietnam veterans were tasked with the job to go around in Vietnam and clear out these underground cave bases that were filled with extraterrestrials. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we talked about that too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh And this isn't the only time we've heard this story. We talked Mm -mm. about this in our, what was it, our ETs and UFO episodes? Yeah.
1: Yeah. They would go out. UFOs and
0: USOs or whatever. Yeah. So around October of 2012, Greg and Dana go on a different exploration to Brown Mountain in North Carolina. Because they hadn't heard from David, they pretty much thought that they were just going to have to give up on this project, right? So they go to Brown Mountain because it's rumored to be an alien cave base within the mountain, okay? Ugh, can you imagine? They said that hardly anyone knew that they were going to be there at that particular time, um, that they were even doing an investigation to begin with of that particular place. Um, anyway, so they, they finished the Brown Mountain investigation and once they were back they again get an email from someone claiming to be Terry wrist and the email all all it said was why did you stop when you were so close I have something for you one week wrist right it was oh. all uh, lowercase there was weird like, a weird cadence again to how it was written
1: mm-hmm.
0: words were spaced in odd ways like weak was spelled w e e space k mm-hmm. um, so just odd right um, <clears throat> so at this point Greg and Dana figure that someone is messing with them that right. they know mm-hmm. um, so sure enough another email comes in and this this email says uh hellier was just a symptom The ink and the black are isolated still, and the third order is MIA. Bear in mind, for every door closed, a window must be opened. The door is closed. The window is open. Use the numbers. Mm. So then attached to this email was a picture, and it was a picture first of a picture of a page from a book that was upside down. And then what looked like, and I'm just assuming here I don't know this to be true, but it looked almost like either a piece, a piece of paper or one of like an old photograph turned on its backside. Mm-hmm. It looks like kind of like that same film. And on there was written the word sluff, S-L-U-F-F, and then a series of numbers that they eventually find out are GPS coordinates. Mm-hmm and where did the gps coordinates lead but right back to brown mountain in the exact location that greg and dana had just investigated yep like literally just come back from yep so now they were scared they were pretty alarmed like who's watching us yeah. what's going on who's watching us why are they doing this yep. um, like they're they, just messing with us yeah this had like a stalker kind of mm-hmm. vibe um whoever this was knew that they were in that cave at that particular time in that particular location just super weird Greg found similarities in these letters, um, both from David Christie as well as uh, from uh, Terry Rist. Um, But he found similarities in these letters to some letters that were received by John Keel. For those of you who don't know who John Keel is, he was the investigator of Point Pleasant and Mothman. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, He used to receive letters from a group uh, claiming to be called the International Bankers. Um, they came from weird postmarked places in different countries. And even at times they weren't even postmarked. It was like somebody just dropped the envelope in his mailbox. Um, but the letters were threatening in nature, basically telling John Keel to back off from his UFO research or he was going to die. Um, so what's drastically different between the two is Terry is basically telling them, why did you stop? Right. Whereas John Keel, yeah, was getting letters like, you better stop or you're going to die. Okay. Um, but these letters have the same type of misspellings, the same type of cadence. Um, the only difference was they were asking, Why did you stop? Mm-hmm. Um, so, after doing some research, uh, another thing that Greg found was that the Mammoth Cave system quite literally runs through Kentucky and into the Appalachian Mountains. And for those of you who are TikTok frequenters, You probably remember that map that they show on TikTok, showing how the mammoth cave system quite literally runs all through the United States, and how there's so many odd disappearances linked to the mammoth cave systems. So eventually, Greg and Dana go to Helyar on their first trip, um, and the first thing that they find out is there is no one by the name of David Christie who has ever lived within Helyar, or anyone that was a doctor, for that matter, living in that area. Yeah. We
1: gotta talk about all the synchronicities that led them there too. Yes, we can do that the next one in part. Yeah, yeah, part two because of... <laughs> I know you got a lot for this. one. Yeah. <laughs> but I would kind
0: of like to know what you guys think so far, just from the information you have so far, because at first I thought this was bad people doing bad things, right. trying to get some sort of reaction from Dana and uh, Greg. Um, I've told people many times this. I'm far more afraid of the living than i am of the paranormal um but i i want y'all's opinion as to what you feel like this could be um because there's definitely phenomena as well as many different synchronicities that begin to occur um so there's definitely some sort of paranormal component to this
1: now is this they went to hellier after the whole thing with carl where he the website populated the that was happening, um, I think, after they came back from hell Okay. I think. Okay. So I don't want to jump the gun then. Yeah. So I but, that was before they went, but I must have misunderstood. I it could have been. I probably misunderstood, it which ha- it happens a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it happens a lot. It could be. But it before we end, guys, there was basically like all these different... Very strange, very random synchronicities drawing all of these people
1: together basically, yeah, so that they could go on this investigation. That's why, yeah, I absolutely think it's something outside of our mm-hmm. dimension. What's odd, too, one of the things that they said, um, in Hallier,
0: and I think that was cool about what they did, they basically said, like curiosity over fear like i just want to follow the evidence and see where it takes us right and they quite literally did that they followed every piece of evidence um and no matter where it led them and things just got so strange um yeah so that's can why i feel imagine? like there's definitely some sort of ufo component yes to
1: that. can you imagine though no like, the
0: blue star still gets me
1: that really gets me still yeah. We'll go into that again in yeah. part two. <laughs> yeah. I just... I can't... I was just thinking, like, if, if something like this came through to us, first off, I don't have the time to go explore and figure out, but, like, I would not be able to say no. I'd be like, oh, my God. It's like a... I know. A treasure hunt or something, you know? Like, I what know. are we going to find? Listen, I want my own hell, your mystery. I still set this intention. I'm not saying that any of you should, like... I don't want this to be planned by someone. This has to be, like, <laughs> legit. Right. That right. there's, like, some... UFO leader... Some Mm -hmm. alien leader that, like, you know... Means no harm, though. There's even, like... Greg and Dana even have a theory that... Somehow somebody
0: reached out to do this... In order to perform some sort of large-scale magic ritual. Yeah. In order to somehow reach out to... Whatever ultra-extraterrestrials
1: are out there. Yeah. Now, there's a lot that goes into Hellier. So... If you, since this one's coming out, it'll be what? This will be the Friday before Thanksgiving when this comes out. Mm-hmm. We are not going to have an episode the week of Thanksgiving. So, you guys have a couple weeks if you want to yeah. go watch. That way, you know what's going on. Yes. Because, really, I mean, honestly, I didn't even remember a lot until I watched it the second time. Mm hmm. And I'm still like, today's the day that the third time I watched the first episode. And there's only like five episodes, right? In the first season. Yeah, in so, the it's first. not, you know, that mm-hmm. long. Um,. So, every time I, like, figure out something new that I didn't realize from the previous time that I watched it. I know, yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Yes. But if you listen to us, then you might be into weird things. It really makes me wonder, too.
0: um, Because, I mean, there's... If once you get through both seasons, like there's
1: clearly something odd going on in Kentucky. There's a lot um, of aspects. It's like, okay, is this like some secret society stuff? Is yes. this military involved? Is this strictly UFO? Is it a conspiracy theory is that it, we yes. don't even really know about yeah. yet?
0: Something. You know. Is this bad people doing bad things yeah. and someone's just trying to
1: alert that,
0: you yes. know, and bring attention
1: yes. to that? And what's funny is Ever, when I watched that, because that's one of the first things that we talked about when we started. Before we even yeah. started the podcast, mm-hmm. I started to see similarities through other things that we talked about. Through other cryptid sightings, through other, yes. like, the cave systems and the disappearances. And, like, you know, those um, in Vietnam or whatever, when they right. saw those... Everything possessed people underneath the. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that story. Yeah. Like there's so many things that like are mm-hmm.
0: similar. Well, and that's one of the things that they said in Hellier that I found so interesting is they said one man's angel is another man's alien yeah. or another man's yep. demon. Yep. Um, and one of the things that Greg and Dana talked about a lot, is they wish that different <coughs> subgroups within the paranormal, in the paranormal community talk to one another. Yes. They said like if Bigfoot hunters talk to other cryptid hunters yeah they would find that there's so many you know crossovers and similarities within these subgroups so it really makes you wonder is the paranormal all just this one big thing that's the same and it's just putting on these different masks of clothes you know to present itself yeah really makes you wonder
1: yeah so greg dana carl tyler any of you (laughs) who am i forgetting who'd i leave out anyone i think that was it there's some other guys I'm sure. But I think that was the main. Who's the other guy that's not Carl. Isn't there another? another uh, there was Carl. I haven't watched, watched it in them so them. long. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to like offend if, if any of them ever listen. I'm just trying to figure out. Anyways, we would love to talk to you guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We would Ooh, love it makes you. me nervous. I ah! would be so starstruck. <laughs> um, yeah, because we have questions too. hmm Yeah. That would be awesome. I know. Um, yeah, watch Hellier. There's a lot involved in that. It's very interesting if you're mm-hmm. into this mystery kind of stuff. This is where we um we got our spirit box. Yeah, sessions that we used to do. Um, mm-hmm. where we got the idea for that. Yeah, we started yeah. doing Esty's method. Estee's method. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we we got a lot from from these guys. I know. Yeah. Really sent us on our way. I felt like. Mm-hmm. Love Hellier. I need to just sit down and watch it again. I mean, in all the time that I have, maybe these mornings <laughs> that I'm up at 2 AM with um, Logan, that's the perfect time. Except I have to tell you this morning, I was a little jumpy. When girl, I was watching.
0: <laughs> girl, I'm surprised that you were even watching at 2 AM. I was watching it on the treadmill in well, broad daylight yesterday and it was wigging me up. Yeah. Out.
1: Well, listen, I have to watch when I can cause I don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So it's
0: interesting too. I'll have to grab that book. Um, because I, I purchased one of the books that's actually talked about in Hellier. It's called um, The Inhumanoids. And it's basically like this book of nothing but strange occurrences across the world. Um, but it details like weird cave sightings yeah. and weirdness within caves. And there is a plethora of like weird the crap.
1: Yeah. Did you know that there are people, conspiracy theorists, people are saying that um, that's one of the reasons we left Afghanistan? Because of giants? Yeah. I believe that there was a
0: race of giants yeah. at some point well, that inhabited the earth. Is Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. In the Bible, they talked about David and Goliath, mm-hmm. the Philistine. The guys have also told me that um, the sequoia trees in uh, Redwood Forest yeah. in California, that's one of the last forests remaining that those giants would inhabit yeah Um, they said that some Um, of the trees back then like actually touched the clouds we've driven through
1: that yeah it's insane i want to see it i've never seen it yeah we drove through it
0: leaving mammoth
1: to go to san francisco i think i can't remember years Uh, ago Mm -hmm. crazy i want to see it Mm -hmm. so bad yeah
0: all right guys well happy
1: thanksgiving early gobble (laughs) gobble eat lots of food You know Give you a week off to catch up and to watch Hellier. Yeah. And then we'll come back with either part two. We should do part two. I know it's time for ghost share. In the meantime, send us your stories. Yeah, don't have to be ghost stories. They can be UFO, Bigfoot. You can talk about how the world is a simulation. I don't care. Send them. (laughs) The Ghosties Podcast at gmail.com. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Find us. All right. Okay, bye. Bye.